County is full of amazing stories, and the purpose of this podcast is to collect those stories from the people that live them. Where We Landed is a podcast that recognizes our whole history told by the individuals that live and love this small Indiana county. Hello and welcome back to Where We Landed. We are here today. I'm with Scott Miller. Hello. And our beautiful Iris Brunner. Hey, yo. Kylie is on the board today, and I'm Alicia Hazelwood. And we're going to give a little bit of a break to trivia today, which our guest today is kind of excited about. She came in wondering what the questions were in advance. So I think Scott's excited for a break from trivia, too. I know. Well, especially since I won. Uh-huh. You did not win. Really? No. <laughs> He's not the counter. Yeah. <laughs> I'm calling shenanigans on that one because i don't think you won but anyway I, i've listened to all the episodes and i think i had I, I, think I, <laughs> all right. I bet if we asked your wife that she would probably yeah. know the real answer I, I, I actually did win last night in um uh what what is the, the jeopardy game? jeopardy yeah oh. good night she i yeah, <laughs> that's a green she room was only watching it. Yeah, she was only watching half the show, so I, I got up. Oh, on her, so you cheated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's what she said. I was like, hey, kept, I'm just playing you, the game. You were playing the game by yourself. <laughs> <laughs> you better win. <laughs> All right. So for the next few episodes, we're going to do two truths and a lie. And then we're going to try to figure out which one is the, the lie in the list. So um, our guests can participate as well. So, Scott, you're going to go first. All right. So what are your truths and a lie? Yep. So my three things are this. I was all conference in three sports my senior year of high school. I have been to all, that's number one. I have been to all 50 states. That's number two. Mm. And I jumped out of a plane in Indiana while it was flying. That was number three. While it was mm. fine. I like that qualifier. Well, because I thought you guys would be like, like what was it on the ground? <laughs> so, so. You know us so well. So that would have been my first question. <laughs> so I, 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 I wanted to make sure uh, I had that. So those are my three. Okay. So Iris, um, which do you think's the the lie? Uh, I feel like I've got to like qualify gotta each one of them. Um, Let me go through them again. Um. No, I think I believe that you've been to all 50 states. I think I can believe that. I feel like Scott's well-traveled. Um, I don't know how wild you are, though. Are you wild? <laughs> I think the fact that he, he added the quote. Oh, he talked about it on an episode? Oh, I just told you. I feel like I... <laughs> For me, I forget sometimes. Kylie's Kylie's doing yeah. actions from the board yeah. over here. I think the qualifier that he had to specifically say that it was in the air and not on the ground because we'd make fun of him means uh-huh. that that one's true. Uh, okay. For me, I forgot, you know. That, yeah. Oh, Loretta's we did. Episode. Oh, in Loretta's episode. Oh. We talked about that. Yeah, because she was mm. a skydiver. That's right. Okay. Well, that one is the go- truth. I'm going with the 50 states. I think that one's you the think, lie. You think that's a lie? Yeah. I think that was. I kind of feel like maybe it's the three sports because I don't know that I've heard you talk about three sports. Yeah, he only so, talks about basketball. Hold on, we got Wendy. You can't hold on. elaborate yet. We got to have all votes. Well, I was looking for body language to see if his body changed. <laughs> and he was consistent for all of them. Looking, looking so, for the lie. Huh? I think it is the 50 states because you could just miss one state and still be well traveled. Mm. So, uh, do we have to be consensus? No. No. Okay. All right, Scott. I work in consensus. All right. So. I did jump out of a plane, almost passed out 
and threw up on the way down. I didn't do either of those, but it was close on both. So, and that was in Indiana. Is so there a video? One. Yeah. Did yeah. You, did there you is purchase? a video. Oh, oh we've got to see this. Yeah. So. <laughs> Can you get yeah. on Google and delete things before We're, people get... I think there's oh, a way no, to I'm texting, Gene. <laughs> yeah. text Gene right now yeah. and ask her to send us. When we said, can Kylie's we see the it, phone. the look yeah. on his face was a hard pass. Yeah. <laughs> and Kylie's Googling. <laughs> and my second one is I have been to all 50 yeah, states. So, dang it. so I was good. I, I was not a... I, I did play three sports, but not very well in high school. Oh. So, well, what um, were they? I played football, basketball, and baseball. Baseball. Yeah. Which so, one did you the big do three. Well? Yeah, what's that? Which one did you did you uh, do basketball well? was my my favorite and probably the sport I was best at in high school. We had a pretty good school. Nothing like Marion, Indiana, where your high school. You know, <laughs> that's what we talk about. But um, but yeah, we were pretty good. So of the fifty states, um, uh -huh. Indiana excluded, because mm -hmm. we know it's the best. Yeah, or or not, whatever. What what is, was your favorite place? Well. Um, Probably my, I, I was just with a guy yesterday for, for breakfast, and I think probably my favorite thing that I've done from a sporting perspective has been to Augusta to see the, the oh. Masters mm -hmm. and okay. had a chance to do that several times. My my goal is to play it. So if anybody's listening and would like to get me on to Augusta, just <laughs> let me know. Um, so I love Augusta National um, and being there. So that's in Georgia. Um, the place I'd love to go back to, because I was only a little kid flying through it, was Alaska. Oh, okay. Um, so I want to go back and spend time in Alaska. Have any of you guys been to Alaska? I have not. I My grandfather lived there. Have you? Yeah. I've heard I the wildlife Alaska. is just absolutely incredible. It's fascinating. Seeing the caving of the, yeah. the glaciers, it's beautiful. Yeah. There's nothing like it. Uh, my nephew is stationed there in the Air Force, but he he's already moved. I was like, we want to come see yeah. you, you know, add, an added reason to go. Right. Yeah. And, but he's already moved on from there. So well, I think this time of year too, June, July, when the days are so long up there. I mean, I, I'd, I'd love to go back. So anyway, those cool. are my two. Cool. Uh, <gasps> she found oh, it. Oh, oh yes. yes. We have found the video <laughs> that's going to be in show notes. <laughs> That's Does a bad it have thing. sound effects? <laughs> oh, it's got sound effects. We're going to be watching that here shortly. Kylie's oh, watching it already. Man. Kylie, Kylie Jackson. I wish was fast enough. I wish everyone could have seen Kylie celebrate she, when she realized that she found so it. Excited. That was that's so good. So awesome. It's not good. So if you hear her laugh in the background, all right. Well, let's that's introduce our guest. <laughs> yes. Well, thank you for I'd being a good sport. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for being a good sport, Scott. Yeah, we'll yeah, we'll yeah. each have our own turn um, in future episodes. So, um, well, I am very excited today to um, introduce our guest. Uh, today we have with us Wendy Puffer. She moved to Marion from Chicago in 1991 with her husband, Keith, while raising three kids here. She's completed two master's degrees, taught for 21 years, launched three different businesses, uh, Wendy was born in Seoul, Korea, and adopted at a young age. She looks back and realizes she gets the greatest joy from connecting people through design to improve their lives. That was beautiful. That's Thank really you for cool. writing that for me. Oh, it actually sounded like professional. <laughs> say I wrote that. Yes, Wendy wrote that. Thank you so much. Well, we're so happy that you're here, Wendy. <laughs> Oh gosh! Oh, Kylie's watching the video. <laughs> okay, she's dying over Wendy, here. Wendy, thank yeah. you so much for being here. I feel like we need a round of applause for Wendy. Yay. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, oh, I, I thought she was gonna do it. Well, thank you for being here with us, Wendy. Um, that was beautifully written, and I feel um, 
very um, underaccomplished because <laughs> oh, that please. is some great accomplishments there. Um, but tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us how you landed in Marion, Indiana. Well, well, I thanks for introducing <laughs> me. It's, it's an honor to be here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was most excited about sitting here and talking to you guys because Yay. I've met you all at different phases of life and they've all been in the context of trying to do something good in this community. So it's an honor to be here with you. Um, I, you know, my husband and I moved here because we saw all the pieces of what was happening in our life and realized we needed a change. And I think about my life much in the way that I cook um, because I don't take a recipe and follow the recipe. I'd rather like look in my cupboards and see what's there uh-huh. and, and mix it up together. Um, so at that time in our lives, we were looking at, you know, I just given birth to my first child, was pregnant with my second. Keith had just finished his program up at Trinity. Um, we were ready for a job change. We'd both applied to a graduate program and got rejected, which mm. oftentimes some of our greatest failures have led to our greatest successes. Um, and so we knew we needed something different and we were ready to go someplace where we wanted to raise our family. And while we moved here thinking we would only be here one year, it ended up being, you know, a situation where we moved here from Chicago. Um, and I remember that drive from Chicago to here because we were driving a U-Haul with our car. So we were each driving different cars. And the first thing I wanted when I moved back here was a tenderloin. So we stopped <laughs> and got a tenderloin as yes. we were driving through the cornfields to get here. <laughs> well, and, and you came in 1991, is that right? Or what, Correct. 1991. Mm-hmm. So just over 30 years here in Grant and all in Grant County or when you said you came to Indiana in 1991, was this the spot that you landed in? This is where we landed. Keith um, got a job at Indiana Wesleyan as a RD of Williams Hall, which doesn't exist anymore. It's where the library is now. And um, so we moved into the apartment there and I was pregnant with our second child. So we had a, a, a baby there and, um, and paper 300 thin walls and 300 yeah. babysitters around. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like the paper the thin very, walls. Somebody's yes. like, shut the baby up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, we could hear a baseball bouncing at the oh, other no. end of the building. Oh, so it was, it went both so ways. So it was more like, don't wake the baby. Yes. Or you just couldn't have a good argument you know? <laughs> <laughs> without everybody knowing. How, how did you guys meet? We were both on staff with Campus Crusade for Christ, or what's called Crew now, Crap. at Illinois State University. And he was the new director, and I was the associate director. Awesome. And and Illinois State, is that in Bloomington Normal? Is Correct. that right? Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yes. Yes. So I, I know you and I have a connection, albeit small one. But So you were born in Seoul, and I actually mm-hmm. spent time as a little kid in Seoul. I think we've talked about that. So yeah. my dad was stationed in the military there. How long did you spend in Seoul before you came to the States? I was born there and only lived there for uh, six months. Okay. So I don't know the whole history of my life, um, at least my short life while I was there. Yeah. Um, I know my name was Lim Suk Young, and um, I was adopted when I was 11 months old through okay. Holt Orphanage. So somewhere in there I was with my mom or someone for six months and then was in the orphanage for three months. And that was the period of time when adoption was very different than it is now. Yeah. So a lot of Korean babies were being adopted and, and you knew that there were parents um, on the other end in the airport because they were all carrying diaper bags with no baby. Mm. Yeah. And so they would put all these babies on the front rows and the stewardesses were in charge of them oh to my get gosh. from Korea to here. 
um, and we'd land and then the babies would be carried out to the parents. And oh, so wow. they never had to go to Korea to adopt us. So oh. I was actually adopted out of an office um, through Horde, Orphanage in Oregon. Oh, wow. And so, so did you live in Oregon then as a child or where did you, where did you first, uh, like when, where did you go through elementary school and, and grow up? Scott likes the yeah. whole life story. I, do. <laughs> yeah. I love and, it. And because, uh, and I think I've shared this with you, we just went through an adoption. So mm-hmm. a little, uh, this time one year ago, mm-hmm. we were yeah. absolu- actually going through it. So I'm yeah, fascinated good for by you. it. Yeah. yeah, it was, I moved most, uh, uh, most, the most times before I was five years old. So okay. we lived in Texas, Oregon, Wisconsin, Montana, lots of different places based off of my dad would get bored in a job, go back to school and, you know, see, he did a lot of things, but we lived the longest in Terre Haute, Indiana. Oh, okay. Um, and I was the first of five kids who were adopted. So my <laughs> parents have six kids. Um, one was born to them and they didn't, they had a couple miscarriages. So I didn't think they could have any more kids. So that's when they adopted me and they adopted my sister, Jody, who's also from Korea soon <laughs> after that. Uh, Mike, who we adopted when he was five years old, who's from Korea. Um, and then nine years later, they adopted Scott, who is biracial, was out of Indianapolis. And a great name. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a great future for right. that baby. <laughs> and then Mindy, who is 10 years younger than me, and she's okay. also biracial. Very that's interesting. Awesome. So when you said you coming back, you first thing you wanted was a tenderloin. That's because you grew up in Terre Haute. Uh, yes. Yeah. And exactly. understood that the tenderloin is an Indiana thing. It is. <laughs> yeah. It's like, did the folklore of the tenderloin spread know, across? Right? Like everyone has to have one. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's the best deal. Yeah. You get oh, so, so much good. meat compared to the bun. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. I'm up for a deal. So, so share with us a little bit about what you're doing right now in Marion or, or in Grant County or in the state of Indiana. Um, and I know you even had a trip just recently out to the East Coast because you're doing work uh, mm-hmm. out, out East as well. But but tell us a little bit about what you're doing right now with Design Co. Yeah, thank you. I um, In 2016, every project that I've started or been a part of has been because someone had some idea. We sat in a room and said, hey, what about this idea? Um, that happened with Mops here in Marion in yeah. my front living room. But um, so in 2016, Luke Onsbach, Herb Peterson and myself um, launched Marion Design Co. in the Salem Bank downtown on the square. And it really came from the mayor asking, hey, would you guys give us a new logo for the city? And through our research, we found that the city wasn't ready at that point for a new logo. Um, We needed to discover who we were at that point. So we did a full summer of research through that. What what was supposed to be just a summer project ended up being something that was ongoing because we found that this platform of Marion Design Co. allowed us to, first of all, connect students with the city. Um, and as you know, it's really easy on a campus to stay very siloed um, from mm-hmm. the, the place that you yeah. are sitting in the middle of. So we just saw students' lives light up as they got to know the people in Marion because there's so many amazing people here. Um, through the course of that and our partnership with the university, we were able to maintain that partnership for the last five years. But about a year and a half ago, we did, we determined at that point in order to accelerate even more, we needed to kind of launch on our own. So we became a business LLC at that point. 
Um, so myself and Peter Troutner kind of jumped and, and started doing this thing full time. And we continue to hire interns and hire alumni. We've hired more alumni than we've ever done this last year to just keep doing good design things for the city. Which is funny. You talk about how that just kind of happened from conversations like, hey, wouldn't it be great to do this? Which is how this podcast started, yeah. right? We were mm -hmm. like, oh my gosh, when we talk to people, it's all about there's so many great characters in Great County. And so um, I love how in this community, things just kind of spiral and that there are people that are willing to take action mm -hmm. and just say, okay, let's jump. Let's try it and see what happens. Mm -hmm. um, so what have been some of the things that or projects that you've worked on that you're like really really like this was one of the reasons why I was called mm. to jump like what are some that stand out for you wow that's a <laughs> that's, that's a, a big one. question yeah I'm um, normally not the one with the big questions yeah, it's normally uh, Scott. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure they're coming <laughs> so this is a warm-up um you know when I think about the answers to that question because you know part of the challenge is that there are so many and it's not because we are this amazing group of people, but it's because there's so many people in the city who have ideas mm -hmm. that we feel like our role is to accelerate those ideas. So when someone comes to us and says, hey, I was thinking about this, we like mull that around or we come up with our own crazy ideas. So um, one of the most significant memorable things that I felt like set us on a path that we wanted to be was the design thinking session between the university and the city. And that happened early on in our, in our, um, um, I guess, business life or nonprofit life, um, where we invited um, the president's office of the university and the mayor's office. Um, and we had 40 people in the Salem Bank and we spent four hours together just imagining what it could look like, this partnership. While things have accelerated as a result of that, and then there's always going to be things that we want to have happen, one of the things that I learned from that is that the process is so much more important than end result yeah and so while we want something that shines you know looks shiny in the end um the process itself is what's significant so i think of that um i also think of a recent project we did with the community foundation where we led a design thinking session with um several nonprofits in the city who were thinking about working together who had never worked together and we got to spend and this was during the pandemic so we did it all on zoom we got to spend four hours on zoom <laughs> together uh, thinking about what it would look like um, if we as like these three organizations at a time and there were 40 people in, in that zoom uh, call together worked on a project together and as a result of that you know, those groups are now doing projects throughout the city. You see that with Carry Services and others mm -hmm. where they're working together with groups that may not have done that before. I like how you framed got to spend four hours together. Yeah. <laughs> have to, <laughs> got yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I heard you earlier mention that you were only coming for one year. What changed after that first year? What, what helped you start planning those roots? Mm. That's a good question. Well, career-wise, it's because the university offered Keith a teaching position. Um, but the bigger picture, I think, was because we began seeing it as home. Oh. Um, and our first approach into Marion, we didn't see that at all. We had to be here for a while to see that. And so even though we were living on campus, we were able to make connections beyond um, the boundaries of campus and get involved in a church, build relationships with people who were in the same 
life position we were with young kids and um, beginning like those play times together. I remember uh, in particular building relationships with a group of women who, you know, we had play dates with our kids every Thursdays, but one key part of that playtime was that we would work on one big project together that someone wanted to do that they couldn't do on their own because they had all small kids at home. So for four hours, let's say for me, they helped me sew the cushions on my bench and, you know, four throw oh. pillows and things that I would have hmm. wanted to do, but Just like couldn't accomplish yet. Home projects or, yeah. okay, mm -hmm. okay. Mm -hmm. So those places where we got to make connections with people um, that we didn't anticipate and felt like we could make a difference here. As part of the making a difference, what is one thing or two things that you'd say, man, if we could do this in our community, this would make a significant difference? Because I know you're talking to people all the time about mm -hmm. different projects. And is there anything right now that bubbles to the surface that you'd say, this would be awesome for Grant County if, if we were able to do this? Yeah, that's a, a really good question and a dangerous one, too. <laughs> because I feel like every time I answer that, I have to say, be careful what you wish for. Yeah. And I think... So my first reaction is I just want it to be easy. I want us to get to this place and it be easy. But if it were easy, we wouldn't need each other. And so I think that's what I have to remind myself of is that if I can't solve the problem on my own or with the people that I'm working with, within the context of that, I have to reach out to somebody else. And so I think that's the thing. Well, and you said earlier, um, sure, we want this bright, shiny thing, but the process is more important than what the actual end result can be sometimes, too. So if we just fast forward to the easy and the done, then we missed all the good stuff in the middle. You're right. And mm -hmm. the process gives us a permission to fail, yeah. you know, because if we're in process and it's not the end, then we try again. I mean, that's why I love teaching, because if I screwed up that semester, then I can come back and do it again. Um and that's where I feel like standing on the edge of the box is really a great place to be because you can see on both sides. You can see outside and the dangers in that, and you can see inside the dangers of that. Wow, I love that comment, standing on the edge of the box. Ooh, because yeah. I don't like being put in a box. Yeah. <laughs> and I always say, but I need a box to think about, yeah. but standing on the mm -hmm. edge of it, like, oh, I like that. Yeah, it allows that's us really cool. all to be involved mm -hmm. because we think, oh, I'm not an out-of-the-box thinker, and we only think of that person as someone who's <laughs> like, has no boundaries, so we just want to bring them into the boundaries. Yeah. But the thing is, we, you know, constraints sparks creativity it helps us be surprised when something goes different than we anticipated yeah. so we need constraints to be creative and i love it too because so i think few people probably know this but i never saw myself as like a teacher like having anything to offer and wendy came to me one day and she was like hey i've got this class at indiana wesleyan that <laughs> i've been teaching for a while and I've got some stuff going on. Can you do it for me for a semester? And I was like, <laughs> okay, but I don't know what I'm doing, but all right. So um, so I taught fundraising and grant proposal writing at Indiana Wesleyan, which by the way, they cha we changed the name of the class so that oh, it good. actually matches what we're trying to teach them. Um, <laughs> I think it's funny that you say you don't know anything about that. Cause that's right, because that's, that's my job, right? Yeah. I do know quite a bit about it. <laughs> um, but it's been interesting to really like 
teach my job to mm-hmm. students. Mm-hmm. And while I never saw myself in that role, you asking me to do that has just been kind of an inspiration. I love working with the students. And like you said, each each semester I learn something new and how mm-hmm. to change and adjust so that the students can get more out of it. And it's taught me some boundaries like, no, I can't you know, there's certain things I can and can't do or can and can't say. And um, so I just really appreciate you leading me into a space that was extremely uncomfortable mm. for me to be in one admitting that I really am good at that particular thing, mm. but then teaching students. Um, it was, they're definitely very inspiring. So thank you for kind of thrusting me into that space because right after I started teaching it, Wendy left Indiana Wesleyan <laughs> University. <laughs> you were her transition plan. I was her transition <laughs> plan. <Yeah. laughs> yes. And she didn't tell me that. <laughs> so, but no, I'm really excited for what you guys are doing. So. Wendy, as you, as you look to hire, so you, you mentioned that you're hiring um, alumni as well as current students, what are the types of people, what, what are the traits that you're looking for whenever you look to, to bring people onto your team? Well, um, you know, when I think about people who have worked with us and people who could work with us, uh, I think the people who thrive the best in the context of our studio are those that um, aren't afraid of titles or don't feel like their title is what gives them the job. Mm. Because, you know, one of our uh, mantras is come up with your own job because we feel like there are so many ways that our talents cross over into things that are professional things. Um, So, for instance, one of our alumni who graduated from IWU as a design for social impact um, person, you know, some of the challenges of people who have heart drained in a lot of things is that they have a hard time fitting within the world of the professional title. Mm. And so she just uh, received, she worked as an alumni for us with Marion Design Co. for quite a while, doing all kinds of things, graphic design, placemaking, you know, she could do lots of different things. And she was also having a hard time finding a job in the world, even though she was a super talented person, but she finally just received a job with Gensler, who is one of the top architectural firms out of Baltimore, um, as her title's design strategist, but they had to come up with that title because they couldn't come up with a title for her. Um, but she basically is there for innovation and you know helping the business be more connected with the community. So um, I lost track of your question. <laughs> well, I was asking, and I think you actually answered it, even though you lost track of it. Is is what's the type of person that you're looking for? What you know? What are the character traits? Um, but it sounds like creativity is a big part of it, um, and being willing to um, maybe do things that that you didn't necessarily think you were going to do when you got into the job. Yeah, I think someone who's fearless to try something you know new, someone who um, can take just a few bits of information and really accelerate it. Um, who doesn't feel limited by the brief itself. Yeah. Where We Landed is sponsored today by KB Computers, located in the Boston Hill Center in Marion. When you find yourself in need of a computer repair, web services, or business IT, KB Computers is able to help. You will work directly with the local team that can meet your needs with amazing customer service. Open Monday through Thursday, 9 to 5.30, and Fridays, 9 to 5. The KB Computer team is ready to help. Just give them a call at 765-668-7700 or reach out to them 
via Facebook at facebook.com slash KB Computers, Inc. Thank you to KB Computers for sponsoring today's podcast. What's, uh, sorry, we just get no, ready to go. go so ahead. I was going to say, what, what's been your favorite job? So over the course of your life, if you can look back and say, man, that was, I was in my sweet spot when I was doing that. What was your favorite job? Oh my goodness. That's a tough one. Cause there's so many fun ones. Um, you know, I love doing interior design because I get to see people live in that space and I love creating branding and that kind of thing because I see it accelerate a business or a nonprofit. But I think I get the most joy from uh, the workshops or the events or the design thinking sessions that we run. And the reason is because I get to see people light up. Like I get to see people's physical response. Mm -hmm. And we just recently ran an on-ramp uh, workshop for the Indian Arts Commission down at Larksong. Um, and three days with artists from all over the state, seeing them come in, wanting to start a business. First of all, seeing them come into the downtown mayor and go, I didn't know this was here. Maybe I'll start my business here. Like realizing that being present down here really helps people see things beyond. So I love that part of the job. But at this workshop, just seeing how we could give them tools on how to run a business, how to connect with people, how to collaborate, um, and seeing them walk away from there feeling empowered. Like, okay, I can do this. Yeah. Um, so that's what I love about the job is being able to connect people and see how it empowers them to feel stronger and, and bolder. I was going to say, and you said that in your little bio that you sent to me too, that that's the greatest joy is connecting people mm -hmm. and thinking of it in that, that construct too. Like, I mean, did you ever think I will be in economic development? Because that's essentially what you're doing. Like you are, you are creating, um, you know, all of this to, to happen within the community and in a way that, you know, while you're doing some of the hard work on the upfront side, which, I'm sure you run into a lot of people that are like, I'm not creative as I look <laughs> at Alicia, <laughs> um, who is one of the most creative people I've ever met in my entire life. But to be able to get that opportunity to say, you know what, here's something now take it and run. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I There's think not a question, probably more of comment. <laughs> no, but that's a, that's a really powerful comment because I think being able to see things and train yourself to see things in a different way seeing things that aren't there yet or may be there but are hidden behind something else that is the facade that fools you. Um, I think that is what's key for economic growth. Yeah. You know, for us to be able to see not just what someone else is doing in another community, but seeing what we have right here and seeing it in the faces of the people who are doing it right here and going, you got this. You know, just like encouraging them along the way to stick to it and not be afraid to, to try it. Well, and now I see your analogy about how you make dinner. Oh, right. Yeah. right? She just opens the right. cabinet. It's like, that's terrifying to me. I'm like, no, I've got to have it all. I gotta have, I've got to have the list. I've got to have done it all. That's oh, why yeah. I can bake, but yeah. not cook. Because baking's like an exact science. If you put too much of anything in a baking dish, then <laughs> yeah. you have a problem. But yeah. when it's cooking, you just do kind of throw it all together and see what happens. But part of what you just said rings true to me a little bit in that it's not just seeing 
where it could be, but seeing some of the things that are actually hidden behind the facade. And so in your time here at Grant County, you said it took some time for you to actually see this place as home. So what are some of the things that you've noticed that have been hidden behind the facade of, you know, Marion's negative, or there's nothing here, or we're not doing anything, we got to find something out there and bring it in. What are some of those things that were hidden behind that facade that you found here that have kept you here that draw you here um even now after your kids are growing and leaving the nest and that yeah. type of thing yeah you know i think it's a facade is a, a interesting word because it's only the front yeah mm -hmm. and i think of a project we did a few years ago with eight different businesses on the square who said you know we asked them would you give our student groups four hundred dollars to just do something temporary or your facade on the downtown, um, just to help spark some creativity down, down there. And as a result of that, you know, the facade just changing for a temporary time, you know, six of those eight businesses were either moving toward renovation or were purchased. And so I think if, if we can, as a community, consider the facade of the past as something that we need to, um, embrace as something that's a key part of a phase of our life but not the facade we want to keep holding on to mm -hmm. and like the mask mm -hmm. that we keep on our face because there's some safety in that if we can hold on to what it used to be then it's the one thing we can land on but if we can use our imaginations to not make us something that we're not but to use our imaginations to take what we have been learn from that and grow from it and embrace the new that's coming in, then we have a critical part, a critical chapter of our story. And I think what's really interesting right now that we're sitting in this place of the people who have been here forever and are holding on to those stories that kind of can tend to pull us down. And those who are new and they're going, wait, what, what bad stuff? We love this place. Mm -hmm. You know, our kids feel, we, you know, they see it in a new light. And so if we can take those stories and, kind of mash them together in a way that um, I guess jump starts a new story. I think that's what's yeah. really important. Not to not to ignore or push away or think of those past stories as bad, but recognizing that we can learn from those. Yeah. Wendy, who so we've all been influenced by people and over the course of your life who are the three people that you'd maybe just come to the top of your mind that you'd say, these people really influenced me uh, in, in the direction of my life? Hmm. Well, um, okay, let me think about this for a second. <laughs> <laughs> he always has the toughest questions. Yeah. Well, the, the reason why it's so hard for me to answer that is because influence comes from so many different directions. Mm -hmm. So I, I hate to put a name to the influence because that's just one part of my life. But I, I will say, first of all, my husband, mm -hmm. Keith, and the reason why I say that, and he's probably surprised that I say that, <laughs> is because he helps ground me. Um, and so while I can be all over the place and I kind of look at life in a cra crazy world, he helps me, um, but not in a constraining way. Um, I also think of... Um, a woman named Becky Burengard, who I met in college. Um, she's who 
trained me with Campus Crusade. And I was a very shy, painfully shy person at that point. So and that was one of the ways that people would describe me. But she taught me how to have conversations with people, taught me how to share what we called at that time with crew, our three-minute testimony. And I remember this very um, critical moment where I had to stand up in front of this sorority of girls um, sitting in two rows all in the same dress, you know, feeling very like much like an imposter um, and sharing my testimony with these women and seeing their response and going, okay, you know, this, you know, I might have something to say. And it didn't convince me at that point, but it was a key part. And Becky's like her being able to see something in me that I couldn't see myself was really mm. a key part during my college career. Um, I think third would be um, people I read from. Like every morning I get up and I read a proverb. So, for you know, Proverbs has 30 chapters in it. And since college, I read the proverb for that day, um, for that day. So, like, if today's the 16th or 17th, I'd read Proverbs 17 that day. And so you'd think I'd have it memorized by now. I'm 62, <laughs> but I don't. Because every time I read it, I'm like, wow, I never saw that before. Mm -hmm. So like I it might apply differently. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I think um, the scriptures, Christ... Um, but in that particular book, Solomon, yeah. they're there. So you talked about reading. Anything fun that you're reading right now or maybe something that you're learning? Um, um, I, I love hearing from our guests as to what they're they're experiencing, uh, you know, to, to grow in life right now. So is there anything, any book that you're reading right now, any show that you're watching, any podcast that you're listening to? Besides Where We Landed. Right, yeah. I do right. listen to it In addition to, to Where We Landed. Yeah, it's a perfect length for a workout. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, I'm usually reading more than one book at a time, but right now I'm reading um, <laughs> the, the Secret Life of the History of Home Economics. Oh. And this is a really interesting book put because I've discovered it's really about how women got into the field of work. Mm. It's, it's very intriguing. So you learn a lot about just um, brave women who the only way they could get into the work field was through knowing how to cook and sew. And, and so how do you make that a profession? Because it, home oh. economics was not a profession until very recently. Um, so, so repeat that the title or the secret the, history the secret, secret history of home economics huh. okay um one that i really enjoy and i've actually used it for a textbook is called the practice by steve or seth godin mm -hmm. and yeah. any of his books yeah. linchpin all yeah. of those are really powerful and i do listen to his podcasts as well um i love reading autobiographies so i think of brendan manning's book the ragamuffin gospel um, I love any kind of story where someone started from nothing or was deceiving in some way mm -hmm. and how victory happened. So in his case, you know, he's this well-known Christian speaker, but he has a secret alcoholic, um, you know, tendency. Mm -hmm. So his honest story, any kind yeah. of autobiography like that. Yeah. Those are fantastic recommendations. Yeah. I've written them all down, so I'm going to start reading them. <laughs> I'm glad. Well, we also like to try and share those, you know, when we can, too, as far as when people are mm -hmm. following and listening and, and that type of thing. Um, so, Scott's the reading, watching, listening. I want to know, where are your favorite places to go in Grant County? Whether it's mm -hmm. recreational, to get the best tenderloin, your favorite <laughs> restaurant, you know, those kinds of things. What, what are some of those gems you find in Grant County? 
Well, now that I'm a vegetarian plus bacon, I can't plus really bacon. <laughs> oh, come on. Wait a minute. <laughs> that's, good. that's the qualifier plus <laughs> <Yeah>. bacon. <laughs> Hey, no. she's got a non-negotiable. Apparently, I mean, that's it. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. I do love Obie's. So Obies. when I go there, they, and I'm very happy they have salads, mm, but nice. I'll often get the mac and cheese yeah. with, and the collard greens has a little meat, meat in it, so I kind of have to pick through that, but I'll get the mac and cheese with the collard greens. Nice. Uh, as well as las amores or shrimp tacos yeah. or the veggie tacos. I love the bridge or Payne's, um, you know, Ashley's. Of course, the coffee mm-hmm. or the ice cream. Um, so, very good. I can eat. So, so where? <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I should know this, but where's the bridge located? Upland. Upland. Mm-hmm. Over in Upland. It's on the main street in Upland. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. I'm gonna have to try the, the cute bridge. atmosphere. Yeah. Yeah, it's a real cute little kind of uh, chic bistro. Yeah, mm-hmm. I guess is Get, the way I would describe yeah. it. Yeah. I, yeah. I suggest the chicken salad. It's oh my, my god, their food oh, is yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. My favorite. Good. Getting all kinds oh, of. He's writing it down, well, guys. He's writing it down. It's amazing too. But my favorite there is strawberry shortcake. Oh so, sure. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. If Good there stuff. was a type of restaurant that you could add to Grant <laughs> County, <laughs> what restaurant would you add to Grant County? And this is for anybody that, that wants to. So, sure. But, but do you have anything? One you'd say, man, if if we had this here, that'd be really good. I'd frequent that. I think of two. I think one. I think downtown really needs a place that offers a wide variety of like healthy eating, Mm -hmm. you know, like I guess an all American bistro sort of place. Um, And then I think of fine dining, you know, I went to the civic theater the other night Mm -hmm. and afterwards I just wanted to go someplace to get a drink and sit down. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, So someplace that stays open late and you can get a really, you know, nice drink or meal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Good feedback. That's what do you? How about you two foodies? What do you? What do you oh, guys think? Oh, what oh. would you add? So, what would I add? Mm-hmm. I'm kind of a little bit with Wendy in regards to like, um, I'd really like to have kind of a fine dining. So, if I wanted to go out on a date night, something a little bit fancier, but not quite like an Indianapolis or Fort Wayne fancy, but just something a little nicer. Um, and I think I would add something that's quick and healthy. I always feel Mm -hmm. like I'm struggling to find something on my lunch hour that I can get that's not fast food. And when I do find those, it's the same places. So I go to Los Amores or I go to, Mm -hmm. you know, PC Brick Oven or OB's or because I know they're fast. I can get they offer some, you know, healthier options and that type of thing. Um, But yeah, that's kind of I miss Rosie's like that was our date night (laughs) place was Rosie's Little Italy. I miss that too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was. <laughs> <laughs> I do that. We sauce. do need a good Italian place. That though. sauce is so good. Kylie's I love face. it. <laughs> so this episode, we needed like a video in, <laughs> in the room because Kylie's killing me over here. But yeah, that's. And I think my favorite newest place is Imagine Burgers and Brew. I mean, mm-hmm. that's. Um, they just did a mom and Moses event for Mother's Day. They're doing a lot of kind of fun events. I could see stuff how you'd that, like that. Yeah. Moms and mimosas. I just my mom. Yeah. Shots Are you fired. Tired? I was Are you trying the to mimosas say part, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Scott. <laughs> so where, where is that one at? 
Uh, that's in Converse. Converse. Yes. Yeah. Jeez. Scott is hungry. I, Apparently. Well, I love me some food. I think he's so. hungry. Well, Jefferson has Jefferson good Street. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jefferson good Street salads. Barbecue has good salads. Um, burgers. Imagine burgers and brews like smash burgers. Um, they've got an amazing chicken salad. Uh, that's really good. So it's like a salad with chicken, like grilled chicken on it. Perfect. <laughs> Not a chicken salad sandwich. And, and Imagine Burgers has three it's vegetarian. Got a, a new sponsor. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I I would say seafood is the one thing that I feel like we were missing, but oh, now yeah. we have Parker's. Right. So um, yeah, Paige and I need to try to get there. Um, he is a, a king crab legs. So that that is his mm. life. So I'm all about a real mm. boil. Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, oh yes. So. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So, Wendy, you mentioned the fine dining and maybe having a, that type of an experience downtown. Is there any other types of businesses that you would say, man, if we could attract those to this downtown area, it could really help our community grow? I, I think um, the area of tech mm. um, would be really critical. Is that yeah, what you mean? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. So yeah. information technology mm-hmm. companies. Or- because I feel like we have... You know, we have two educational institutions here. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, three. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you add Taylor in there, you've got, um, you know, people who have a history in manufacturing, so they understand what's needed. Uh, they know what products need to be, get out there. And um, and we have some really motivated, driven people um, who just need to connect with the right people. So I think between our ability to have educated people and people who want to be in the work field in a new way, um, I think we could really do that. But I, I know, so a year ago, from a business standpoint, you and I were looking at the possibility of creating a space. And, and I think you're still interested in doing that in downtown. Is that something that you could talk to a little bit about the arts community and, and you know, just your vision for what could be as yeah. you guys are in that process? Yeah, and you're a good person to be talking about that because um, I don't think we would be where we're at if it weren't for Scott and his connecting us with people. Um, but, yeah, Marion Design Co. is in a, a really great place now and that we um, have a partnership with um, Chris Kennedy of Hearts and Kennedy and um, as well as BDP. And so we're purchasing the the building on the corner that was previously the pregnancy center, pregnancy oh, okay. help center. Okay. And the top two, the top floor will be um, apartments and Airbnb. The first floor will be uh, the Marion Design Co. studio plus an art gallery. So we'll be running regular programming there. Um, in the back will be a cafe or some kind of dining area. And then in the basement, we're going to create a lounge, kind of that place where you can get a drink. Um, and we'll also have our print production area down there. So um, a lot's going to be happening on that corner. Uh, of course, it's always moving slower than I want it to be. But, you know, <laughs> we're going to kind of do a step at a time. So uh, the first phase will be the, the gallery and the studio. that will open up on the front and the first floor, hopefully in the fall. And then a speakeasy downstairs. Yeah. Yes. I didn't use that word. You used that word. but yeah. I used that word. We will proudly serve drinks. Speak- <laughs> yeah. Nice. I use nice. speakeasy. Yeah, I think nice. it's fantastic that you're taking a, a building that was maybe underutilized and being able to turn it into a, a place where, where you're going to have a lot of foot traffic coming through. And, mm-hmm. and so I think that's fantastic for our downtown community. So really well done. Um, I know we're getting close to time and I usually try to make sure that I give you an opportunity to share um, my greatest achievement or my children. So I don't know if there's anything you'd like to share about yours. Um, mm. 
<laughs> Put you on the spot. <laughs> wow. Well, um, it's really easy to think of of my kids as one of our, you know, Keith's and my greatest achievements as far as just seeing the character and their tenacity and working hard. And of course, they're all in some creative field. Um, so Katie in architecture and, and Ben in graphic design and Brittany in education. Um, so I love that as adults, we're developing that relationship together. And, you know, the same, you know, same thing for everything for me is I think about, I want it now. And so hurry up. And, but looking at parenting as um, this phase of my parenting is I'm learning about this phase of our relationship. And so just be patient with how I'm growing into that relationship um, and let them be whatever they're supposed to be at that phase. So, um, so I love, you know, raising my kids and being a part of their life um, and knowing that their lives are influencing others. But I also I think, you know, beyond that, my biggest joy is the, the students who have graduated and gone on and done things or been a part of Marion Design Co. and done things that come from them sparking an idea from here. Mm-hmm. Um, I think of Yabi Tab, who's down in Indianapolis and worked out of the Harrison Center. Um, and she's doing significant things in, in the area of uh, racial equality and using art to do that. And that, that all started from her working with Marion Design Co., visiting here with her parents and coming up with the idea of the fashion show. She's the one who sparked the idea of the fashion show. It's way cool. And that way bringing, cool. you know, community members together. So seeing, you know, character built in yeah. those people and seeing it go beyond the city. If somebody wanted to get in touch with you, may not have known about you before this podcast, how would they reach out to you and get in touch with you? Is there anything, any way for them website you know how, how do we get in touch with you sure yeah you can um well our website is uh, co. so there's no m at the end mariondesign.co uh, we're on instagram as well as facebook uh, my email is wendy at mariondesign.co or you can just email hello at mariondesign.co um so any of those ways you can reach me awesome mm-hmm. Wendy, it's it's been great to get to know you even deeper today during our podcast. So thank you so much for all you're doing in our community. And uh, thanks for spending time with us today. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. We will be back next week with our next episode of Where We Landed. We appreciate you listening to us. Don't forget to follow us, like us, and check us out on social media. Have a great day, everybody. Today's podcast was engineered by Kyra Montero of Frequency Canvas.